Look, if you don't want to make that change within yourself, it's not going to get better. This might not apply to everybody, but if you feel like you're rock bottom, okay, and you're hoping for a better day, but you literally are doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, that's the definition of insanity. You are provided with a choice every day. You are provided with multiple choices throughout the entire day. Take that choice, make that change. You've identified a problem. You're saying you're rock bottom. Got it, you're there now. There's only one way and it's up. So change your mindset, use that choice and go a freaking different direction. Love y'all, Faceman VTT out. Day three of retirement. As an infantryman, I was asked if I could clean the sink. So let's look at this. Definitely some kind of grime on there. And I open up the cabinet. What do I use? Nothing comes to mind. Like my experience is my skill set. Nothing. Wait a minute. Everyone knows this is how you clean everything. Infantry retired. Just a good second. Uh, uh, would you like a military discount? Uh, oh, do you offer one? Uh, oh, it's the cap of the day. <laughs> CC's Pizza is the county fair of restaurants. You go in there, you look around, you feel a little bit better about yourself, then you realize that you're in there too. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, let's be honest. You know, not everybody's made for this life. It's scary. You know, you gotta jump out of a plane while it's moving. That's not natural. It's high, it's, it's fucking wet outside sometimes. It's snowy, it's hot, it's dry, it's shitty. Who the fuck would want to be airborne? Best job, fucking best job I ever had. Fleetex is a proud partner of Veteran Trash Talk and has bought into the mission of lowering the veteran suicide rate. Fleetex wants to hire veteran trash talkers to install GPS tracking systems on fleet vehicles, focusing on Illinois, New Jersey, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee. But opportunities exist nationwide. Go to www.fleet T-E-C-H-S dot com and apply today. Yeah, let's do this. What's up, everybody? Happy Saturday. Welcome to episode 106 of the Trash Talk Hour. Special guest today is John Boy with Veteran One Stop. And today I'm joined by Nick and Buddy. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Man, cheers. Hey, man. Uh, much. How's it going? So, so those of you watching, okay, there is a comment. Oh, we're going to start it off. There is a comment on the screen right now that we have to take off right before Facebook shuts us down. But, you know, we have to deal with this once in a while. And here's Mr. Anderson. So feel free to go talk to him. Maybe he needs a Mr. hug. Mr. Anderson. He definitely Mr. needs a hug. He needs a or hug a because he called all of the admin. I think you could read it there. I, I, 
yeah, like butt, like butt fuck air scout pussies, uh, something like that. And you know, he he's he's exactly what we're trying to avoid on our page. Like that is yeah, exactly yeah. what we don't want. Right now, we say veteran trash talk because all of us are really squared away in the military, buddy. You know, pretty much squared away, but like. We, Not really we a last, decorated soldier we know. Yeah, we, we lasted the staff a, sergeant for like 20 years, but still, most decorated yeah, soldier we know. You know, we lasted a long time. We didn't get demoted. You know, sometimes it's because we didn't get caught. But, um, you know, but for the most part, we were really professional people. And that's kind of what we did with Veteran Trash Talk was, you know what? You can't say that to people, all right, on our page. You can't call somebody a faggot on our page. We don't allow that, right? Because it's not cool it's not even let alone I mean, let alone not even not even just there's a whole litany of yeah. uh terms to use that we we are good with. yeah and you know, it's like it's hilarious if you like, want to complain just go somewhere else it's our page too yeah so we fuck don't, off. yeah yeah and then <laughs> you know, really here's, the, here's the funny thing here's the funny thing about like if we were in an infantry company and you had said that to me one of us would end up with a broken fucking nose, but you're protected behind your keyboard and behind the internet. So you say he's got whatever a sweet picture. He's jacked. He's huge. Yeah, we we, we, we call that woodline counseling jacked. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. woodline he, counseling. Yeah, jacked. early two thousands. You know what else is Jack? The two by four or the tire iron I'd fucking hit you with. I'm not yeah. too good to cheat. Yeah, I mean he's already said he'll kick dogs. So just think about it. You know, if someone was willing yeah. to kick dogs for pooping. You know, doing what they're yeah. supposed to yeah. do. You know, but um. <laughs> no, and again, so he he said your admin must be Air Scout folks, and I, I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know what an Air Scout is, but it sounds to me like that's better than a normal scout, scout, right? Like if you're an Air, it's got to be. Better, you're better than another scout because you're an Air Scout. Because Air, right? like, Air, so it's air. like an Airborne. It's like an Airborne oh, no. Scout, whatever. But uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, again, so you see the logo behind us. This is a dumpster fire. We don't know what the hell we're talking about. Like this literally just happened like two minutes before the show started. That's why we started a little late because like oh, we got to put this up there. Um, unscripted and raw is what we call But hey, it. hey, yeah. hey, you can message us back. So, you know, we're the admin. We have other admin too that were pokes, right? And because they weren't grunts. But I mean, I, I was just an Airborne Ranger qualified guy. I wasn't anything special, right? And then Buddy's just a Green Beret Airborne Ranger qualified, but he's nothing special. Oh. And then Dave, no. I mean, he, he used to be cool, but then he went recruiter, right? You know, what, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what I'll tell yeah. you about, about uh, Air Scout admin pokes or pokes or whatever? You know how hard it would be to fight a war without an enabler or two, without a couple people bringing you some some bullets and maybe some chow and mail every now and again, possibly yeah. purifying some water for you. Yeah, you uh, know we like we like the term kind pogue. of important, right? Kind of we important. Like, I mean, John a little Boy bit. Was, John Boy was a pope, right? And that's fine. Right? He was a medic. Okay, like and again, like we don't. It's not supposed to be an insult. Whoa, whoa! whoa. Going, first of all, I'm a leg. First of all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> medics aren't pogues. Oh, here we go. <laughs> they literally are, buddy. If you use it as the acronym, no. what it's meant for, right? It's, no. it's it is what it is. Like the guy shaving my balls when I got my bisectomy, he's a poke, right? He's not a combat medic. No, no, no. That's right? Like, like that's like no. that's a healthcare special. No, no, he's a medic. Wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Are you telling me that John Boy is the one that shaped your palm? No, that would be really cool. We would have to do a segment on that if that was what happened. But no, That'd that, be a great show. That, that would be awesome. So I, I would just probably remind him every five seconds about that. But uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah. anyways, we we don't. We, we, we don't allow that stuff on Veteran Trash Talk. Okay, Veteran Trash Talk is for us to, you know, have the camaraderie in the barracks. People who talk like you, Smith, did not breed camaraderie. All right? You didn't breed teams. Nope. Yeah, all you, you didn't make teams. You didn't make anybody happy. All all you did was make people feel uncomfortable. And we don't we don't want you around. So go somewhere else. Just bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. I agree. Let's go, Dave. Let's go, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna jump into trash talk and being a dick. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna jump into the conspiracy real quick, but I kind of want to talk about Elon Musk real quick, man. What's your thought on this whole Twitter and now he finally owns it, man? And like, dude, I saw some tweets like. There was this liberal, like crazy liberal and whatever, you know, um, tweeting like the gates of hell have opened up now because somebody's allowing free speech. Yeah, that's literally yeah, no shit. like that is literally. Dope, did man. you uh, yeah. did you see yeah. the message between him and the program manager? 
that was like, yeah. yeah. And he, and he Elon Musk was like, yeah, I, yeah. I did a lot. I did a lot of uh, pretty hardcore coding back in the day. I want to talk to the engineers. And he's like, well, you know, I could talk to him. And he was like, nah, I don't want to talk to the program manager. I want to talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. He fired, he fired, uh, he, he fired the, um, whatever the content reviewer on the spot, like, like fired her on, on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, right? like it was and he awesome. walked in. He walked into the building carrying a sink, and then he tweeted, yeah. let, "Let this sink in or let that sink in." He's just yeah. Elon's a gangster, mm-hmm. man. Dude, he's gonna be yeah. he's gonna be dead soon, though. Nah, right. And I think yeah. that's a good that's, so. oh, Nick. That's a good that's a good segue into what, what we're about to talk like about. That? Kind oh, of, yeah, that's good. Yeah, good yeah. job, Nick. Very good. Very good. <laughs> um, so, so buddy <laughs> called me. Buddy called me the other day. It was like two in the morning. Uh, he was drunk. He went down that rabbit hole again. Uh, he was stuck yeah, on TikTok and YouTube. If you haven't followed Buddy's TikTok, you should go check it out because he's always uh, arguing with everybody that comments on his shit. And he called yeah. me. He's like, Dave, I need to talk to you, man. Like Illuminati, like Kanye West, cancel culture, and like who the fuck killed Tupac? So I had to bring him down a little bit because Buddy was stressing out, you know, just really oh, wigging out. Cool. So I was like, I don't know. So we're going to briefly talk about this. Um, so we're going to start off with Tupac, essentially, and that kind of can be the conspiracy that, um, you know, a lot of people think he's alive, he escaped, or he faked his own death. Um, In Cuba. I personally, yes, Cuba, uh-huh. But I personally think that, you know, if you if you listen to Tupac back in the 90s, which I listened to him religiously, I loved Pac, it was fucking badass. Um, he always talked about the Illuminati and going against the grain and speaking out about, you know, poverty in the black community and how they can change. I mean, change is a song in itself. If you listen to it now, it's extremely relevant to what is going on today, right? Um, and he talks about the Illuminati, that they are in control of Hollywood and all this crazy stuff. And that and his famous quote was, basically, he claimed he was being followed. Beware of fake accounts. Their job is to distract you. The Illuminati are all about power. This is why you see powerful names getting locked up or killed, okay? And then suddenly he disappears, all right? Some would say Michael Jackson was doing the same thing. There are some songs where Michael Jackson suddenly starts talking about, you know, Hollywood and how they're taking over and the power that be. And then he's suddenly sick and apparently was doing the pedophilia stuff, which I don't know. And then he dies. Okay. Um, Bill Cosby, but he's probably going to hit on that kind of a same scenario. And now we got Kanye West, who is literally losing everything and being canceled everywhere. But essentially, like, Kanye is crazy, okay? He is bipolar, all right? Shout out to Kanye. He's an amazing artist, great Kanye music and everything. <laughs> but, you know, you never know, I man. I don't, hashtag know that, it. I don't know that he You never know. He, he might get some free Yeezys, right? Is he allowed, um, but, is he allowed on Facebook? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. I, I don't know. Probably not Facebook. <laughs> He'll probably be allowed on Twitter, though. Yeah, we'll get but, him on Twitter. Uh, obviously, he's been canceled. Uh, I think he lost his deal with, what, what was it, Nike or whoever, or Adidas, um, they're not letting him it was, into it was a deal, you know but certain he buildings. Yeah, but the, the he but went he on he went on this contract uh, anyway. He went on the show Drink Champs. You guys probably don't know what that is, but it's Capone Noriega. He used to be a pretty famous rapper back in the day. He does a show and they invite rappers and they get drunk on the show and then they just talk about stuff. And Kanye just went loose, you know, because he talks about like how you know it talks about how Jews took over Hollywood and all kinds of crazy shit. Okay, again. Big takeover. They're telling you what you need to say. They pay you what you need to say. And if you don't do it, then they're going to cancel you. Um, And then, like, everybody went against Drink Champs, and they had to actually apologize. Like, I watched Noriega apologize on a different show. Like, yeah, I shouldn't have had Kanye on. Like, that shit's fucked up. So long story short, I think Kanye's going to end up dead too soon. Um, Maybe Illuminati, you know. It's coming, you know, because now he's considered crazy. He's on drugs. He's not taking his pills. I just think he was married to fucking Kim Kardashian too long because that that'll drive you fucking nuts, you know. Um, Pete Davidson was making fun of Kanye, but he lasted six months and then ended up in a mental institution after they broke up. So who the fuck knows, right? But anyhow, I'm gonna go to the guest first. Big picture, okay? Illuminati did Illuminati kill Pac? All right. Is there a big conspiracy where these you know top fucking artists are suddenly speaking up and then are getting canceled because they're not going you know with whatever they want them to do? Um, it's your take. Tell us what you think. Well, the only conspiracy I've ever heard about Kanye, I mean, um, as far as uh, Tupac, is, is uh, some doubt that he died at all. <laughs> so I don't know if he uh, if he just needed a vacation, <laughs> wanted to get out of the control, and he's over there in Venezuela chilling. But um, Venezuela, Cuba, you know. Cuba. <laughs> but as far as, as far as the, the Kanye take, um, 
Tim Carey will find him. <laughs> you know, ever since that uh that car accident he had, right? That sent him like the whole where the out the the wire album was based off of. It might just be an effect yeah. of trauma, you know. I mean, I think that's I think that's probably the issue with our buddy over there, the air scout. You know, never got help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Andrew, you can come to El Paso. Well, I'll high five you. I'll give you a hug, and then I'll take you to the bedroom one stop, and you get some help, right? Yeah, <laughs> you talk to somebody. <laughs> I mean, the seven day theory with Pac is crazy because, like, he was shot on seven September. Okay, at the age of twenty five, two plus five is seven. All right, died at four o three a.m. Four plus three is seven. And you then shot seven days, times? June first, six plus one is seven. You know, that's like the seven day theory. So it was it was like a big, you know, he's still alive. He faked his death. And yeah, I don't know. What's, Maybe what's Illuminati was like after him. And then yeah, yeah. Who what knows? Erica? But anyway. <laughs> so so Kanye getting canceled. So overall, you think Tupac is still alive. No connection with the Illuminati, with all these other big artists, you know, but ended up dead. And I know Buddy's got a lot to say right now. He's probably, you know, going nuts Chomping over there. But, <laughs> okay. but usually he, okay. he's cut off. I think he's all reserved for it. Yeah. Probably yeah. Like the dog's what's, your, what's your take, Buddy? What's your take, Buddy? No, so, so this is the whole thing, right? <laughs> uh, the Kanye thing, like, first of all, People have said that Kanye West was crazy and stupid. They've been saying that for the last, what, 10 years? And he went from asking people for money to being a billionaire to back. Now Now he's only got like $500 million. So, four. you know, poor, poor <laughs> yeah. fucking. It's, it, buddy, it really started. It, it wasn't back um, in the day. They love Kanye. It started, when, it started when he supported Trump. That's when it really started, when they started going Even after before him. that, people were like, yeah, Kanye is crazy. Like, Kanye does some crazy stuff. And then they were like, oh, I can't believe it. And then he said this. And, but, but other than Kanye, like, let's look at the list. We'll just go through the short list. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, uh, we'll hit up Tupac, Kanye, Bill Cosby, just those five. Whenever people start, it, the, the only thing that those people have in common, there are two things. One, they're African-American. Two, they turned their back on victimhood and started saying, take responsibility for yourself. Kanye was just saying, like, hey, stop buying shoes, start buying land. Like, America's for sale. Or um, his shoes. Tupac, <laughs> I mean, or his shoes. He, he doesn't want to sell his shoes for as much as he's selling shoes for anymore. That was another big thing why he wanted out of adidas because he wanted to sell them for prices that people could afford then they got you know bill cosby was saying the same thing and then all of a sudden he's he's roofie and chick like not a huge deal but if you look back to the timeline when bill cosby was roofieing ladies was he was G. yeah he was a <laughs> super rich super or like super good looking dude in hollywood he didn't he was like Tiger Woods. He didn't have to. He was. He said no to more tens than I've ever seen in my life. He didn't have to roofie people <laughs> to have sex with them. Like if he wanted to, he could have had sex with whoever he wanted to have sex with. Well, maybe that was his issue. Somebody said when no. he's when he's eighty something. When he's eighty something years old, and now he's saying, "Hey, we need to take responsibility, and we need to like we need to fix ourselves." Well, now all of a sudden. We're like, oh, we've got all these freaking, you know, women that are charging him with roofing them. Okay, cool. Like Tupac started with like, you know, we got the 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 album that had changes on it where we're talking about eating right and taking care of ourselves and not being in gangs and, and taking care of our community and and then all of a sudden we're dead. Martin Luther King, yeah. we're talking about Hey, don't judge somebody by the uh, judge them by the content of the character and not by the color of their skin. That counts for all people. Like, you, yeah, your, yeah, your character has to be has to be good. Malcolm X, when he's saying, "Hey, like, we the, need the, to be careful of the rich white liberal." It's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Don't, <laughs> don't count on somebody else to fix you. <laughs> Let's fix ourselves, and then we can take right. over whatever. You know what I mean? And then we either end up in jail or dead. And and nobody's like, oh, that's just just coincidence. I guess maybe it could be a coincidence for a couple, but not for every single one. Like I can't think of one, like a a person that said those things and then didn't end up in jail or death. Yeah, uh, no, I, yeah, I that's a good about... point. And Mikey, Mikey in a in a chat says, I mean, if 
Teriyaki6875. Obviously, he means Takashi69 can avoid getting schwacked after narking out everybody that anything is possible. Um, the fact that Kanye hasn't been yeeted yet is not short of miraculous. So Kanye's yeah. going to end up dead, according to Mike. And Mike, Mike's got a good point. I mean, I don't think I, you know what? Can't. I don't Ma think, Ma Ma I don't Megan think he ends up dead. I, don't I know Megan, she does. Megan hates Kanye. So she's happy he got iced. I, I don't think he ends up dead, though. I think he ends up like they try to ruin him to make a point for other right. people that might say or do the same thing. Exactly. Because you ruin his credibility on the media, which doesn't mean anything to us. But when you ruin his credibility to the people who follow the media like sheep, right, then, then whatever he says doesn't matter anymore. Um, yeah. I've, I've, I've I mean, thought, I want to add that he is crazy. He Kanye is crazy. Like, he was doing, like, threats to, like, Kim and the kids and stuff. Like, so let's not. But then again, all that could not be true either. That's, you know, that could all just be. Here's the thing with that entire group of people. You mm -hmm. never know what they're doing in order to manipulate the media and the system so that they can, like, because they're two or three moves ahead. You know what I mean? Right. But Kim Kardashian right. would have never even been famous had she not had sex with Ray J on a video and it got leaked. You know what I mean? Like, the things that we look at and we're like, oh, my God, that's horrible. They're making millions, billions of dollars off of. Yeah, but she's got, like, her own, like, makeup line and stuff. They're, they're pretty, like, she, well, you got to give her, in that aspect, some the, credit. She's done, what you she's got, done very well. What you, give the, what, what you give the Kardashians, Kardashians credit for is that when they got a little bit lucky, they turned it into awesomeness, right? Oh, yeah, and, exactly. they, and they blew it oh, up. I'm not but, taking it anything away from their their savvy their ability to make but when there when goes your there goes your chance with kim k buddy you just fuck that you're man. done uh, that's all right i can't even i can't and even like your like video your tinder before. video says you're not tall enough but um yeah, so yeah. just but just be taller the, uh, uh, well, i'm also i'm a, i also don't make enough to to support you can't I can't support anything that she does. I'm good. Oh, you can't support I've a day. About, I've talked about this on the show before. Uh, one of the first couple episodes where I talked about disenfranchisement, right? And I talk about it with the veteran community. And this is why guys like the bro vet that, you know, calls everybody names or the people that just throw out PTSD and, uh, you know, uh, like military sexual trauma, like it's a blanket term, right? Like when you just throw that out there, now all veterans have this, Right. Veterans are a minority, right? When you act like a jackass, you make us all look like a jackass, right? And so, no, you don't speak for me as a veteran. Right? I speak for myself, okay? And that's what's called being a steward of the profession, especially when you're in the Army. And I'll get into that in my book of Earl. But here's what happens with the African-American community or any other minority. You get disenfranchised, all right? That means without a voice. You don't get to say something because you are all, all the same, Okay. That simple. So when somebody starts, whether they're right or wrong, starts saying something outside of where the people in power watch you. So yes, I do believe that people in power. I don't know if it's Illuminati. I don't know if it's you know the First World Order or New World Order, whatever it's called. You know, like they want to put people in certain blocks, certain communities, certain cities, and leave them there. Right. That's that's yeah. the slave force. Yeah. That's just it's just a modern day slavery. Right. It's where yeah. it's like, hey, you're over here. You vote for these people. Shut the hell up. Okay, so when someone starts getting influential, right? Careful, right? Like then once uh, they have a voice, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you know, there's another guy I won't say his name, but he got a, uh, well, he got ice too from a news network because he was talking about why are the heroes for the black community like Beyonce? You know, like why is that the hero? Why isn't she coming out using her voice to you know make women, black women, stronger? Do you remember when, not to interrupt real quick, Nick, but when when uh, what, Nicki Minaj, when COVID came out and she went on Instagram Live and was talking about how, like, she's not sure about the vaccine. She wants to do a little bit of research. And she has, like, 70 million followers. Right. The White, oh, House, the White House, the White House literally invited her to the fucking, like, come to the White House. We need to talk about this. Yes. Because what you are talking about, and she was just uncertain. She was like, I just don't know if I want this vaccine. Like, I'm not maybe sure. I be, maybe I and somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, that ended quick, and then a couple weeks later, she stopped talking about it. You know, so yeah, yeah. And, and when you so have that type I, of platform, do you think you have a responsibility though? When you have a platform like that, do you think like I, I should, think if you're getting paid for the influence that you do, uh, I think you do have a responsibility to do your best to tell the truth, right? Uh, whether it's the truth that you believe, 
and then and then maybe you get proven wrong and you come out and say, hey, that's just what I thought. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Right. Or or hey, looks like uh, COVID is the flu. Seeing as now the yeah. CDC says yeah. you only need one shot a year, you're good. Weird. All right. So, uh, but whatever. All my liberal friends like Eric and Reese, you can come back. Right. Like I, I, I was never a COVID denier. I just didn't think everybody needed a vaccine. In fact, the CDC said it was 100 a real thing. It was 100 yeah. a real yeah. thing. But yeah. um, okay, so I'm going to cover the conspiracy real quick, and then my book will be quick. Um, I've talked about this too with Michael Jackson. When all this happened. I don't think. I don't think. I think it was like on MySpace. I don't think Twitter exists. That stuff existed yet. But. Uh, same thing with Michael Jackson is let's say you have a kid that and you sent him to this ranch. Okay. And so one, you're, you're smart. Okay. Send him to this ranch and you cut, they come, this kid comes back and says, Hey, this guy there like was touching me in bed. Okay. And you know that this guy's worth billions of dollars, billions. Mm. And you settle for 6 million out of court. Like, yeah. If, if my kid was raped one, there's nothing I would. There wouldn't be any money. Would settle for. Yeah. Nothing. Right. And I would. I know. I would get the money because I would set up my family, and then I would murder him. Right. Like. Like that's what would happen. Okay. But. So again, it's all when you start looking at the common sense things. But we got to do a fifth principle again. We kind of lost track of that. But the common sense doesn't. It doesn't make sense that you would settle, out of court. Nor would a lawyer. A lawyer would not settle out of court if they knew that he was guilty. Well, the, the, the thing is that even, even then, they still have a, an ethical obligation to report it as a crime because it's still a crime. Whether it's really what you're doing is you're, you're okaying a crime and you, know, you just pimped out your child for $6 million. Right. And also, he had an album getting released very quickly after that. So he paid to shut them up because he had an album coming out. Right. So that well, was another another common sense link to where it's like, hey, let's make these accusations now because he's going to pay you real quick. Right. Even though he's not guilty. Right. And just like that's just the thing. You don't, you don't think he was guilty? I don't think he was guilty at all. I think he might have been doing some dumb stuff that Michael does, but I don't think he was actually a pedo. I don't yeah, think because no, you're talking about psychologically, kids. like, yeah, psychologically, the theory is literally that he was just trying to relive his childhood and he was still a kid because he didn't have one. Yeah. Because he right. started with yeah. the Jackson Five and all, like well, and whatever. His dad, his dad, he yeah, started super know, early. Like, yeah, like traumatic childhood and stuff. Like, I don't know, man. He just didn't see. Yeah, that was a weird one. I was a big Michael Jackson fan. Greatest artist of hundred percent, spot you know? on, dude. And like, I, that thirty for thirty on him, where they talked about him in the studio, where when he was writing the music, he's like, "I need a note to be this high." And they're like, "That note doesn't exist." He goes, "I'll just sing it." Right. So he was literally yeah. singing notes that instruments and machines couldn't produce. Like that's yeah. insane. He was super talented and his music like had meaning and messaging and he was like all about love and peace and all that shit. So yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I remember that shit because I was still living in Germany, dude. It was like, oh, Michael Jackson fucks little kids, you know? It's like, all right, well, fuck. <laughs> Done yeah. in my so, book. So yeah. the book of the book of Earl is is pretty short because I've already posted it on my page. So if you go to VTT's Big Earl, all right, and it's on VTT official. I'm talking, I, I made up a new term called time-based leadership, right? To where, as a leader, you have to understand what the times are. And what gets me triggered, I do get triggered. Like I said, don't think that I don't get triggered. I get triggered all the damn time, right? What gets me triggered is when I see U.S. What the Fuck moments, when I see the Sergeant Major of the Army on Twitter, when I see these people begging for our senior leaders to look down and in, right? I've already talked about this. The senior leaders are not supposed to look down and in, okay? They're supposed to look up and out. All right. They're supposed to be preparing for the next thing, preparing for the next thing. Now, as a human being, you should understand that you're not in touch with Generation Y and Z. If you're 60 years old and a general, you have no fucking clue what these kids are doing. All right. None. All right. So now let's double down on the Tom Brady where he compares still to the deployment. Everybody got triggered. Well, let's compare the NFL to the military leadership wise. All right. There are old coaches in the NFL. You're seeing a new trend of younger coaches. Right. And the players are responding to them. Right. They're not coming up with any new and grand, but they're younger. They reach the players. The players perform for them better. And then this is also a big shout out to the older coaches that have stayed relevant. Right. These guys have adapted. These older coaches, look at Pete Carroll's like 80. Right. And he still has everybody's like, everybody you talk to loves him that plays for him. Right. Like, you know, he's, he just adapts to the time. All right. You have to adapt to what the majority of your followers are like. 
right? You have to do that if you want to be engaged. All right, just like the times with the military. I know Buddy, Buddy, we'll talk about this sometimes. We've talked about it before. Nobody, nobody, Generation Y and Z gives a shit about ponytails. All right, nobody, Generation Y and Z gives a shit if men can wear beards. It doesn't bother us. We don't think it's unprofessional, right? So, like, 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 it's literally shouldn't even be an argument, right? The guy, the senior leader, should be like, just get a psychologist. Well, what will they perform better if they have beards? Yes. Okay. Right. Like th that's a real easy answer. All right. Easy. But regardless, you know, you have, there are bad leaders. There are bad leaders that are senior leaders in any organization, not just military, the NFL, where you can tell that people just don't play for them. No matter how smart they are, they just don't play for them. And that's why when these coaches get fired is because your job is literally to make them compete. And the military is the same way, right? You might not like me as a leader, but my job is to get you to perform. Now, if I want you to perform optimally, I want you to bring 100% of yourself to work every day. All right. If I can do that as a leader, then I am successful. If I get you to want to be there and want to work, all right, and perform, that's what it is. Causing action. Create action. So, and time will always tell. Right. If you're a significant leader, which none of us are, right, if you're a significant leader, they're going to write books about you, right, about what you did, how you did it. And that will last over, over time. Okay, but other than that, you have to adapt to the younger generation. You have to adapt to your followers. Okay, so think about that if you're in any type of leadership organization. All right, like it doesn't do you any good to be like, well, well I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Well, that's like all your employees, dude. Right, and then uh, there's lots of stories out there. You could research them. People who adapted and made things, made changes. Look at Google. What did Google start with? Like two employees, right? And now they got thirty-five thousand. Right, they get free food, free, free. They get free dieting. Like they, you can go to Google and eat their like, healthy meals. Why? Because they realize that hey, if our employees are healthier, they'll work better. You know, weird. You know, so they. they, they <laughs> what a concept! Wow, wow. But again, like, like <laughs> why did why didn't other organizations do that? Right, like yeah. that, that's what made, that's what separated them. And there are people who don't like the way Google works, but that's fine. You just leave, right? If you don't like that, just leave. But they they are tremendously successful. So if you try to hate on them for how they run their offices. I don't have time for you. But yeah, that's the book of world. You have to transition to the times if you're a leader. Otherwise, walk the fuck away, right? Go away, right? And like, you know, kind of what I did in the military too. I probably could have stayed in, but I was like, you know, I'm not kind of out of touch with that. Uh, You'd be Sergeant but, uh, sergeant Major yeah, Patrol you know, by now. You know, it's like, I, I, did, I didn't want to stick around with the, when I saw what was happening at the NCO, uh, Nickel Co., when I saw how, how they were doing the NCOES, I was like, I'm not going to be a part of this. I'm just going to be toxic. If I stay in the army, I'll be toxic saying that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Right. So it's like, well, it's, it's toxic, but it's toxic to who? Toxic to the uh, powers that be that just like right. sergeant majors are, are, are notorious for walking around, finger popping each other's assholes, telling them how great they are. They're the only people that think that they're awesome. Right. Like, I've, always, I've always said that you needed one sergeant major like at a brigade level. And that's it. Right. Yeah. A, master, a master sergeant can work at the battalion level. Yeah. Like, well, you know, you, know, oh, yeah. you were talking oh, about yeah. like the people, the leaders that adapt and they have they have some things in common. And one of those is like you can't adapt if you're not talking to the people that you have to that you have to lead, that you have to motivate. If you don't talk to them and find out what they're into because you're too busy with your head up your commander's ass to figure out what decision he's going to make for breakfast. Like, come on, dude. Like, remember back, like I've said it a million times, back in the day, you know, Sergeant Major Kirkover was, was notorious for running around down with the battalion, like, and asking team leaders and fucking privates, like, hey, what's the what's the rate of fire of that fucking 249? And if you didn't know, he's like, oh, go find the team do leader like, come here. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Are payday activities even a thing still? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and, that was, that was a culture shock when I was the first sergeant in Hawaii. I did legitimate payday activities. I'm like, hey, look, this yeah. could be a really fun day where we leave at 11 or we're going to be. That was a normal time. thing in the 82nd. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you'd always avoid yeah. the start yeah. major because you're like, oh, shit, I don't know the maximum you know, rate of fire on my, uh, on my M4 yeah, or whatever on my, other, on my M249. The other thing that yeah. gave, you know, the other thing that gave him the opportunity to do or gave them the good ones, like Jim Miller did the same thing. It, it, it gave them the opportunity to come down and be like, hey, man, like I've talked to you before and you were pretty on it. What's going on? Because you don't seem with it right now. And it gave, you know, a private or a specialist or an E5 or E6 the ability to go, well, there's some shit going on. And he's like, okay, cool. 
Let me go yeah. help you. To the For sure. So what I, was, what what I respected yeah. the most too is they like he knew your name too, and we're yeah. talking about a couple hundred people in the battalion. You know, yeah, it was just really. But General yeah. Evans called me when he was Colonel, like, like Fulbright Colonel Evans. He called me and asked me how Becky and Allie and Kayla were doing. You know, like yeah. General Wong was the same way, man. Like Kayla was one name. month you old could... when we left that unit. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like, whoa, like holy cow. But um, no, so Javier Portel says you might be toxic, but you were right. No, no, see that here's here's where there's a difference. Like you got to think a little bit here, Javier. You you are correct with what you said, but if I am refusing to look at it strategically, not understanding the system, what the organization is doing. Right. If I if I refuse to look into that as a leader, then I become toxic to what the organization wants to do. Right. Because I might not have the understanding of where the army's going. All right. Now, if I choose to find out where the army's That's okay, going, because the sergeant major this, in the this, army, this, I don't think, has an idea of where the army's going either. Right. Well, he, that's because he's on Twitter too much talking about ponytails and shit. So, but yeah, like, I, I, and I, I've, I've said this, I've said this when I was at the Sergeant Majors Academy. Right. The first question that they asked the Sergeant Majors Army was in person. Says, what about the new fingernail policy? I'm like, you got the senior enlisted guy in the army standing in front of you, and that's the first fucking question you ask him about the new fingernail policy. Like, that's like I said, that's why I'm like, I'm not even gonna worry about what or what's going on in the army anymore. I'm fucking out. Right. Like, 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 no, like, and, and then that's my own personal decision. All right, I'm not one yeah, of those guys. Wait, says, I got up because the army sucks. No, I got up because you're, I you're didn't think the, that I was gonna conform. Yeah, you're not the only person that I know that was at the sergeant major academy. In fact, one of my buddies. Um, that was intense group ended up getting out at the sergeant major uh, academy because he was just like, and he was he was in the running for like top of the class, and he was in the yeah, like fifth, yeah. he was in fifth semester, and uh, about to graduate, and he was like, "No, I don't, I can't do this. I cannot be a part of this organization, doing what you guys are doing." And fucking got out. Yeah, and and fucking, that's the I'm right gonna, thing to I'm do, just like my a family. Just like yeah. we heard from, uh, you know, we heard from Troxel that it's like when you're in the Joint Chiefs and you're in that realm of the area and yeah. you, it's literally in their doctrine that if you think that the president or the administration is going to do something that is going to put troops at risk unnecessarily, right? Mm -hmm. You're supposed, you're not supposed to argue with them publicly. You're just supposed to resign. Like that's where everybody knows, like when Mattis, Mattis resigned. He did what he was yeah. supposed to do. He just, he just left. I have generals that, well, they've. Some of them also resigned right before all kinds of scandals came out. Well, again, like, the, but that could that be a yeah. show. Is that scandal real? Yeah. Or are they just trying to trash this guy's, you know, Ooh. character so that he can't, you know. Oh, uh, you mean, like, you mean it? Oh, you mean that it yeah, I like that. It's not crazy. It's, it's not crazy to anybody that every general that said no uh, in private ended up, you know, having some kind of weird dossier An on affair, them. right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> So again, yeah, that's 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 what that is. So again, no, if you want to be a leader, show's gonna you gotta, get canceled. You, yeah, you gotta be engaged. You gotta you gotta call, create action. You gotta create people to to bring a hundred percent of themselves to work. Uh, and I didn't think I could do that anymore. So that's why I decided to get out personally. I was like, I don't, I don't think I can do that. One last thing. Also, stop throwing wor the word toxic around. Like you know, right, making yeah, you do your freaking job. Like, like toxic. The, the, exactly. The, the, the it's fucking drives first, me nuts. The people man. first is the new buzzword where you see toxic leaders. Throwing out people first, I'm like that's. And Buddy and I will always talk about this. We'll talk about the fifth principle. Made you do There's, your job. He's a toxic yes. leader. You know, well, you know what do? people you come first? <laughs> you know what people come first to the United States soldier? The citizens of the United States. All right, mm -hmm. that's who comes first. That's who you're supposed to protect. All right, that's what you signed up to do. And unfortunately, yeah. Tom Brady was the only one in this situation that got drafted. Okay, so let's just let's just throw that out there. Um, Shout out to Tom Brady. Thank you yeah. for your service, Tom Thank Brady. Thank you for your service, Tom. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, hey, let's get into our guest, uh, seeing as we are almost uh, you know 15 minutes to the top of the hour. But uh, what we started, uh, Better and Trash Talk Forward, our own therapy. Uh, and, you know, we come out here every Saturday. We feel good. We, you know, chat. You know, we got people in the, in the chat thread talking. And then we have, hey, Linda, what's going on? And then we also have. Uh, Linda. Yeah, we also have, you know, our group. BTT official, which uh, that other guy we talked about, show, he doesn't like that group anymore. That's fine. You're banned from it. Um, but, you know, we don't we don't ban you from the page. Canceled, homie. Yeah, you got canceled, bro. <laughs> like, uh, uh, you got you got yeed. You got yeeted. yeeted. You got, yeah. But uh, once we Turns started... We the Illuminati. Yeah, once we, once we started to get a reach, like you said, that responsibility that we have. Once we yeah. started to become influential, we have a responsibility, right, to do the best that we can to, to share proper information. And so that's the angle we went. We're like, hey, let's start promoting nonprofits. 
let's start promoting veteran-owned businesses. Let's start promoting authors. Uh, Mr. Thomas Wolf oh. didn't show up last week, but whatever. Um, so uh, that's a good book, we, though. Yeah, that's what we decided to do. And we got John Boy on here, all right, who I met uh, through a, another buddy who was on the show, Chris Linder, Lindner with our bourbon review guy, right? And they, mm-hmm. he was actually his officer when you were a medic in, right? And, uh, and so he was oh, he's, snap. He's a combat medic, right? So you know, small world meeting El Paso. But here's, here's where we get twisted up as veterans. I was like, what the hell is Veterans One Stop when I was talking to him? And, um, and it's it's like, how do I not know about this? Like, I literally promote nonprofits every week. And I don't, the biggest nonprofit for veterans in my backyard, I don't even know existed. Okay. But now that I know it exists, they do a breakfast every uh, last Thursday. I go there. I hang out with some people. I hand out some VTT swag because right, they celebrate birthdays. So they get a button, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, it's just great hanging out in that community. But that's the thing is, where's the voice? How do you get it out there? So that's what we're here to do now. John, welcome to the Trash Talk Hour. Tell us about your service a little bit and what is the Veterans One Stop and how can they use it? Cheers. Um, (laughs) Appreciate it, guys. Glad to be here. Um, So, yeah, I I served with, uh, back then, Major Limmer in Iraq. And uh, um, from there, uh, that was my first uh, tour. And then I went to Germany and uh, bomb holder with the one seven IBCT under Sergeant Major Grinston. Nice, <laughs> nice. Who's not the Sergeant Major? I was in uh, Grinston's brigade when I was in the 101st. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the reasons I left the 101st and went to fifth group. I mean, I, I, I personally, I personally like the guy. I mean, when it comes oh, to, I fucking uh, hated him. I got six more months, guys. Chill. I'm trying to balance this out a little bit. Okay. You know, uh, <laughs> As far as uh, he does, you know, as from what I understand, he was really big on his his uh, junior NCOs taking action and being able to feel confident in taking that action, not waiting for the permission to make the first move. So I'll give him that. But uh, and I was also one of the only uh, soldiers at the time to get inspected. My my quarters inspected by him, which scared the crap out of me. But well, uh, you weren't ready? huh? You weren't ready? Hell no, I wasn't ready. <laughs> no, but uh, even no, no, uh, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't a. Uh, I got Ozzy four man. Um, so six years of deployment to Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, you know, uh, 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 my Afghanistan point was a little different. We we're on the middle of nowhere, and uh, so it was. Um, so I got, I guess, more of a broad perspective of uh, you know, being in the support hospitals, being on the line, with the infantry and engineers, and uh, so to get that full perspective. Yeah, well, weapons company. Is there with the <laughs> but uh, combat engineers, which uh, man, uh, yeah, the, the you get you get eleven Bravo and twelve Bravo talking. Oh my goodness, they'll go all day. But uh, so I got out and uh, I had my own issues. Like I didn't you know, even though like I was uh, the, the junior guys, I was doing. Uh, I was I was uh, their medical records like this thick. You know, by the time they got out and uh, as we were told, you know, hey, you just gotta. Give, you know, drink water, drive on type of thing. But then, you know, you see these sergeant majors getting out and you see these uh, E7s, you know, all you guys getting out <laughs> and, and their medical records like this thick. So I felt like, um, you know, I set them up. Well, you know, I was part of that problem. You know, um, these guys are getting out, you know, they, you know, having a hard time getting a disability, having a hard time getting transitioned. And uh, that's pretty much the route I went. Like when I got out, uh, before I got out, I was diagnosed with like PTSD, TBI and all these things. And uh, I had no idea there was resources. And I was like, I just want to get out. So when I got out, uh, you know, long story short, in the, in the psych ward and uh, with the Houston VA, and I was kind of, you know, I just had no direction. And uh, by the time I left Germany, I didn't have anything in the account. So at that time, I had, a, you know, a wife and one son. And, um, but after I got help, I'm like, I'm nine years sober now, even though this is, even though I got two uh, jugs of beer behind me. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it's, it's flavored water. Exactly. But, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, from there, I, I saw I saw it's how powerful water. <laughs> I saw how powerful it was to get help, and especially in a, a group settings like this, you know, and because uh, you know being around individuals who knew this how to speak the language and had similar experiences to myself, so I went to school, got my master's, you know, master's degree in psychology, and uh, from Utah. Uh, well, yeah, uh, first uh, by, by my bachelor's from I started from the bottom, uh, uh, Houston Community College. Well, now you're here. Yeah, there you are go. You to, and and it wasn't. And it, say, you started and, and from the was, bottom, and now you're here. And, yeah. I, and now I'm here with y'all, sorry, majors and stuff like that. So, I like it. You know? I like it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so, like, 
Yeah, so, uh, but the key is like discipline, right? So I took that discipline I learned from the military once I sobered up and be able to get the, a clear picture of what I was going to do. Uh, started from uh, Houston Community College to U of H, my bachelor's, and East Baptist University for my master's. And I'm actually going to UTEP to get my LPC now because, uh, you know, that way I can uh, advance my career. But right now I'm the director of the Veterans One Stop. Um, so, you know, having that perspective, being able to kind of see like, you know, like y'all, you know, y'all, if y'all complaining about the view from up there, I can, you know, you all remember how it was, you know, getting out that as a you know specialist, you know, and um, so that you know just bringing that perspective, that expertise, that um, that insight to these uh, to to a, to a position to make change, you know, to manage grants, to direct and work with stakeholders. Like it's funny, I bring up the Star Ranger Academy because you know we're actually doing work out there. <laughs> I was just there yesterday. They and, need it, and. Uh, you know, it is not. It's not. It's not to knock them or anything like that. It's just that you know, uh, it's again. It goes. It goes to perspective. You know, these guys have. They have their orders. They have their. They have their job. They have their. They gotta. They gotta execute. So, and not many individuals are gonna walk up. You know, us being soldiers or being veterans. You know, we're men of action. We're not men of like politics and crap. So, you know, either go up there, say what you need me to do. You know, what's what extra support you need. You know. Unless you're at that point to be able to say, hey, you know, this is what, you know, we can bring to the table with what the resources we have, you know, then, yeah, the problems are continue going. But that's what I see here is that, like, Nick, you know, like he's he's all, he's all over the place in El Paso. That's how, we, you know, we met, you know, and, uh, and you know, we met, you know, trying to basically watch out for our brothers and sisters. And there there are going to be, uh, you know, scout patrol airmen or whatever. Scouts. <laughs> That are going to have their opinions, but, but until but, they uh, until they figure out like but pirate, yeah, what they have what they have what what resources they have to offer, they can uh, you know to the you know to, to make a solution. But anyways, it's enough about reading. No, no, that's, that's that phenomenal. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, that, that's phenomenal. How like you know you were struggling and then you turn it into a career of like, hey, I know what I went through. How can I help you know other people who might be going through the same thing or similar. And again, no one's story is exactly the same, but there's thousands of people that have something similar, right? And there might be a tool out of those thousand people that handled it the correct way, right? They're, one of those thousand tools might be one of yours, right? So that's why you grow from diversity, you know, and, and, and like, you know, you learn that way. But so again, the Veterans One Stop, it's, it's part of a bigger program for Texas, right? Or is it just El Paso? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it's uh, nationwide, right? Well, no, it's it's it's, uh, it's it's uh it's well, we're funded half through Emergency Health Network, you know, and we're also right. funded half through uh, Texas Veterans Family Alliance, the greatest country in the world, TVFA. And so, what we have to offer, and this is like where we're national model, is um, we offer free mental health services to active duty vet well veterans, active duty, and their families, and that also includes active duty as well. Yes, and, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, right I worked on four plus. Yeah, so I worked with. Uh, they need it out there too. Sorry. I started. Uh, we started. Uh, we started a. Uh, it's called a Project Lifeline. So we're on post uh, Tuesday, no, uh, Monday, Wednesdays, um, to do that. So we, you'll see us out at the soldier at uh, the Warrior Zone. You'll see us out there at the uh, Soldier Activity Center, and you'll see us out there at uh, Freedom Crossing. So you know, right now, and because you know, I mean. You have to want, you have to care, right? I think a lot of times when you have individuals who are who are running these uh, other mental health, you know, places, organizations, sometimes it's about the bottom line, to be honest with you. But I've been, I, I found, my, you know, with the, I found, I've been blessed enough to find myself in a position to where I can offer free services to active duty veterans and families and their, and whoever they define as family. It could be some, an uncle that supports them really well or someone off the street that um, takes care of them, like a, like a caregiver, you know? So, I mean, I have not told a veteran or an active duty member no yet. And- um, I'm trying. That's the best I go to. I'm trying to get, I'm trying, I'm trying to get this guy in, but you know. Uh, so anyways, I think what I love about the show is that, you know, like you someone mentioned before, we, we are professionals that are continuing to um, impact change on this, on this side of the fence. So, Absolutely. And, you know, to be honest with you, El Paso, Fort Bliss is a really great opportunity because there are other uh, units out there are um, like Fort Hood and things like that, that, that aren't so transparent or, or, or that don't, aren't willing to open their doors to allow the community to come in and help. Yeah, that's, uh, that's something. So is, like it like, is it 
Is this specifically mental health based yeah. or is this okay? All right. Yeah, no, I'm, no, I'm no trying medication. to compare it to like like military one source, you know, they like provide it's like a variety of things. So this is I would mainly say, I would say I, I, I would see again, like even though I was a medic in the army, the infantry, those guys, like I didn't really pay attention to those things. Like you wouldn't find me at the warrior zone, I'll tell you that much. Like so I, I kind of feel like I'm like a contradiction in, in a sense because I assume that these uh -huh. guys are gonna be here to get the help. Well no, it's selling the narrative of what's on base and what's you're supposed to do with it. Like yeah. you know, actually teaching people what it's for, how to do it. And then yeah. you don't usually get those classes till like it's the first sergeant commander's course. And it's like, wait a minute, we have all this shit here? You know, and it's like it's kind of oh. sad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why are we not educating our, you know, E fours and just so anybody essentially? Yeah. That just just to get used. You know, it's just terrible. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, if you ask this commander well, and these and these first sergeants, like if these guys are busy. I mean, these guys have jobs. You know, these guys have a lot of things to do. But if 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 you can if you can look to the, in these guys in the eye and say, look, we're here for you, and let us give a presentation. And that was going to be my question because I was going to kind of lead into that into what I was saying is so you, you, obviously you mentioned the area that you cover and stuff but how many veterans can you take in at a time like how big is this you know like private right stuffy now, who just got out and he's in El Paso and he's going through some shit and he's like hey this looks like a great organization that can assist me but now you got twenty people already waiting or in the, you know I, I don't know how it works you know kind of explain to the viewers how that you know how that process works out like I'm I'm somebody well, needing help right now. What do I do? You know? Well, we have had a lot of, you know, we have, uh, how do I say it? Like when I, when I first took over, we didn't have, we didn't have much of a caseload at all. Now we're pretty maxed out, but um, the organization, again, I work for, um, they're very, they're very accommodating. Like they'll allow us to um, hire another therapist. They, they will keep up with demand, you know, but again, that's because, you know, we have, we have, we as veteran leaders, you know, we have our soon to be veteran leaders have to take the initiative, have to put ourselves into these positions to be able to impact that change. And in other words, to, to be corporate, to be, to get into those, what they call uh, C-suite positions. And mm -hmm. but like you said, when you're walking around all day long as a Sergeant Major, and you know, you have people, you know, tooting, you know, whatever, uh, praises at you all day long, it's a different environment, oh, yeah. you know? So it's a lot more discipline. It's a lot more political correctness, like just to be on the show, kind of like, you know, I'm just saying, like, mm. we have to start up in our games, you know, and stop referring to the great, the good old man. My the, the, the army times were not a great time for me. But and then again, I wasn't there for so long. Like, you know, I did what I had to do, but it, with, the, with the with the drinking and and all that to, to cope, um, you know, it, it you know, it, it, it didn't facilitate for a making it a career for me. I had I had to make the decision to change for that to open up. Yeah, and I, I won't say his name because he's still working at a fine establishment here in Fort Bliss. Uh, but you know, he put the seed in my head that he goes, you know, you strike me as the kind of person that's going to do a lot more when you get out. And he goes, he goes, trust me. He's like, you will actually help more people and actually more active duty people out of the military. And that's where it's at right there. Is mm -hmm. yes, it's twenty two a day. That's the that's the conspiracy to me, because I'm here. I see the numbers. I see what. You know what we need here are individuals like our, ourselves right here who have to reach to these guys and say, "Look, if John screws you over, we'll check him." You know, like whole accountability is the key here. You know, and a lot of times we just like get you know heated about things and just let it go and run off somewhere. But if we, you know, I challenge you know that's what I see better in trash talk is a bridge. You know, you you grab everyone up, we hold each other accountable, even even as air scout, and uh, you know like. Yeah, the, the, yeah, those guys are like, tough. Yeah, yeah, and then again, that's what ruins it for like, like he talked about for those of you watching. Uh, and I'm just starting to get into the corporate world a little bit. It's a different language, and you can't, you can't just fly off the handle and expect to keep your job, right? And you know, we've had some friends, close friends, that have similar instances. You know, you know, part of our family that have done that, right? And it's like you can't do that, right? You know, in the military, they might just make you do push-ups and give you a counseling statement. They're just going to fire your ass in the corporate world. And oh, by the way, if you want to actually make change and get funding, you got to be professional, right? You have to be able to talk yeah, to people who have the money, right? And they're not going to want to give it to you and lose face. As we run into that with Veteran Trash Talk, when we're looking for partners, because we're so raw and what we talk about, it's tough to get a corporate sponsor because like they, they don't want to put their name on this. They love our stuff, but they're not going to put their name on it, right? You know, because we might put on someone's quote about. <laughs> 
Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then like, oh, Applebee's is gone. So uh, <laughs> we're not a. Uh, but that's that's just. Ooh, maybe we can get Kanye to support us. Kanye sponsors. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna read him on my Twitter. Yeah, we'll take him. And then Elon, we need to send him one of our shirts too. Yeah, hey, that shirt think, right there, yeah. Dave. Hey, that shirt's a grunt work shirt, right? And it's also on shop.veterantrashtalk.com. So get it that is. free speech extremist. Yeah, yeah, they can reach that number if they, they ever like Shameless that. plug oh. right there, but. Yeah, I'm gonna put. Uh, I'm gonna put uh, anybody who's in El Paso or anybody who wants thinks about they want might want to donate to these guys or help out, maybe sponsor a breakfast or something like that. Then uh, you know, or sponsor an event that they do. I'm gonna put his number in the thread here. Or just, or just, or just getting the services. You know. Yeah, or just or find, <laughs> yeah. find out how to help. Yeah. Out. So we also do, uh, the, and we also kind of streamline the process. So, um, and who knows it better than people who have been through it themselves. So when they come into services, we also we also partner with uh, TBC Texas Veterans Commission. So they can start a claim. Um, so that be that gets you into clinical services, which then therefore goes right into claim assistance. So um, and then from there, we also have uh, the patient advocacy department there from Texas Veterans Commission for, for the VA. So if you have anything wrong with the VA, you know, pass a VA and you want to you know, make a complaint. Well, then go see uh, our guy at the from Texas Veterans Commission. And then from we also have uh, WGU, um, Western Governors University there. We also to help out with any kind of school issues, Grand Canyon University. Where did, um, you don't have to be going to those schools to get the help. Where did be going you go? To. Oh, did I disappear? Yeah. <laughs> he just disappeared completely. It's the green screen. Yeah, he's already getting canceled. <laughs> <I'm getting canceled. laughs> yeah. Kanye, I'm coming for you. No, yeah. Beat me up, Scotty. <laughs> so I'm in a lot of trouble. But hey, uh, buddy. Yeah, no, hey, John, it's a pleasure having you on. Again, check out the Veterans One Stop. And uh, the bigger will yeah. be there almost every last Thursday of the month getting that free breakfast, yep. right? That's what I'm there oh, for. That, the you coffee. had me at free breakfast. I'm exactly. going to grab all the way to El Paso to get exactly. one. Of Even those veterans, that veteran's privilege, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, that's yeah. how, you know, when they asked George Washington, all right, how to get the militia to train, he goes, offer up a keg of beer, right? And as soon as they offered up a keg of beer, out of the woodwork came all these people who could actually fight really good because they're freaking frontiersmen and woodsmen, you know, yeah. like, Weird, and they just want to get drunk. All right. Well, everybody likes to eat. Okay, so you offer free food. People will show. All right. So that's just one of those things. But hey, buddy, recap us. All right, recap. Here we go. A. If you are uh, a minority, this is just minority, and you uh, you speak up, the conspiracy is that you get uh, put in jail or killed or, or killed. Uh, let's see. Then uh, we got uh, we got Nick's. Rick and uh, your your little you talking about Mr. Uh, Butthurt Cav Scout. Yeah, don't be a triggered pansy on our page. And if you say things that are like completely inappropriate, guess what? You get you get no you get you know, no three stripes. You're just out of here. We're just gonna, they're gonna they're gonna boot you. That's what we. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Why would we allow you to, to spew whatever vile bullshit you want to hurt other veterans? That's not how it works. Like we're here to help each other, not to. Oh, I should be able to fucking say whatever I want to a pogue. Shut the fuck up. We're all veterans, you nerd. Anywho, uh, and then uh, and then we got John Boy with. Uh, uh, veterans one stop in El Paso. Go there every last Thursday. Get yourself a free breakfast. But more importantly, go there on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You said, and uh, and talk to somebody about your mental health, whether you're active duty, retired, or uh, or you just you just got out. Even if you have a friend that needs some help, take them with you. Go get some. Go get some help. Talk to them. Yeah, sell them on the breakfast. Uh, hey, by the way, talk to these people. Yeah, yeah and um, by a, the way, uh, I want a, uh, yeah, you'll get a free shirt. Trash talk shirt. Yeah, I'll bring, I'll bring, I'll bring <laughs> some swag. Let's go. There you go. You get a button. You get a button. But only if it's your birthday. Only yeah. if it's your birthday. <laughs> Limited supply from China. But uh, yeah. yeah, thanks for the recap, buddy. Right. Hey, it, that was, was a good recap, buddy. Yeah. It was rough at the beginning. I was like, good what job. did just happen? Yeah. What just happened? I just, I just blacked out what happened. Yeah. But all right, Dave, hey, thanks for, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on, brother. Thanks for sharing a little bit of the struggle that you went through as well. And what I love the most is like I think Nick hit, hit on it a little bit is individuals that have gone through struggle and they've been really, you know, down in the gutter. And it sounds like you went through some stuff. We could have talked about it a little bit more 
Um, maybe we'll have you on again. But then you you rose from that, made a decision and said, I need some change, which we always talk about change starts within, you know, and you said, hey, something needs to give. You change yourself and now you're helping others. You know, I think. Are to you me, just quoting story. Tupac right now? <laughs> no, I was actually quoting one of my one of my videos if you check them out on TikTok. But um, you know, um, I think that's just that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? And now you're helping others. And like if I'm gonna get help from somebody and I'm actually talking to somebody who's been through what I've been through, I think it's even a, a lot easier to relate to that individual. So keep doing what you're doing, man. Great organization. Super happy to have you on. Um, for those of you that are watching, you definitely need to buy this shirt right now because Elon is on fire. Okay. Free speech extremist. Go, go, go check go it out on shop.veterantrashtalk.com and gruntworksclothing.com. Support the cause. Give us some money. I'm trying to build a pool in my backyard and I'm just making like a dollar a shirt. So I'm not really making that much. And I got to yeah, split it with like 10 pool. people. Yeah. 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 So anyway, trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy's yeah. driving a Subaru. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fleet Tex is a proud partner of Veteran Trash Talk and has bought into the mission of lowering the veteran suicide rate. Fleet Tex wants to hire veteran trash talkers to install GPS tracking systems on fleet vehicles, focusing on Illinois, New Jersey, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee, but opportunities exist nationwide. Go to www.fleet-techs.com and apply today.